Welcome back to Teenager Tuesday, people. I wish we had a theme song like Teenager Tuesday. That would be cool. Maybe that's it, it from now on. Um, but we are here. My name is Elijah Keck. I'm the student pastor at the McKinney campus, and we're here with our special guest, the lead pastor of Hope Fellowship, John McKenzie. John, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Good to be here. He's happy to be here. And guys, if you missed last week, stop what you're doing, unless you're driving. Don't stop right now. But go back and listen to week one of politics. John kind of laid out uh, his thoughts on, you know, what Christians and how Christians should interact with politics. And I think it's an amazing foundation for what we're going into today. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back, listen to that. It's an, it's an awesome thing. And um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about a little bit about um, how we should interact with our kids and politics, and whether that's teaching, whether that's influencing, what that looks like. And you know, John has four kids. Uh, he has a lot of great son-in-laws uh, yes, that I he do. influences all the time. Two and great son-in-laws. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. I have three great yeah. son-in-laws. Uh, but he has a lot of experience with this and uh, being a Christian and 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 having politics a part of a part of his life but you know i think like last week he set a great foundation on this so we'd love to know your thoughts on like how should parents see the importance of uh, politics in their students or how does that inter how did how should they interact with politics and their students okay well i think first of all when i think of any kind of parental advice i think it's important to know that i did not or melissa and i didn't always get this right okay so whatever topic is whether it's you know devotions or, you know, curfews or, you know, discipline or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, anytime I talk to parents or, you know, marriage, marriage things or, or whatever, man, I just want to be careful to say that, you know, I don't have it all together and I've not done this always the correct way. But, but I do think there's a perspective that maybe I have that could help at least in, and especially in this season of politics, because I'll be honest, in my lifetime, um, I've never seen it this divided. I've never seen, and I know in the 60s there, there were some problems and there were some challenges, of course, but in my lifetime, and I was born in the 60s, but I don't remember all that stuff. Uh, in my lifetime, I don't know that I've ever seen the division and the emotion that has been uh, fanned into flame in our country uh, than I have right now. So I think that that you guys are even tackling this is is commendable that help trying to help parents navigate this because many of us for the last 25 or 30 years, I mean, we haven't really, it's not been that big of a deal. Of course, there's Democrats and Republicans and occasionally there's an independent thing going on, but yeah, there's a, there's a certain, you know, kind of dividing line between the two, whether it's financial or moral things, but but by and large, it's not been, you know, like crazy divided. It's just like, okay, sometimes we'll have a Republican, sometimes we'll have a Democrat. And, but now the division and the emotion and the uh, anger that is involved is, is at an all time high. I've just never seen it like this. And, and one of the things that I would say that has exasperated us is because in the 60s or 70s or 80s, we didn't have the social media. We didn't have the news networks that we have now and the online and the internet. So it's all been, it's in our face 100% of the time. Anytime we turn on something, we can figure out on our phones or on the internet or on TV, 
we can go to probably 50 different news kinds of outlets. That didn't exist before. So anyway, my point is to this generation, as parents navigate these things, some of the things that I've thought about is, you know, I think going back to the question, should you help your kids see the importance of politics? Yes. I think it's a no-brainer. We live in a country where we're free. We live in the country where we have rights, where we have responsibilities. So I think, of course, it is incumbent upon us as parents to talk and have conversations around the dinner table or whatever about politics. Now, I would I would go back to week one and just say, again, this is the Jesus-centered approach to, or a biblical worldview to politics rather than this is the way grandpa did it and this is the way we do it and so you got to vote the way well that, let me just tell you that that stuff is over that stuff does not work you don't tell your kids how to vote you don't tell your kids this is what we do as a family and so you just no they don't they're not going to buy into that so i think having you know the first responsibility that we have and this is biblical is prayer that we are to pray for our leaders that's why right now in our church, every month we are praying for four or five different uh, states. We are praying for our president, for the vice president, for the the Congress, Senate, and, and House. We are praying for our states and, and their leaders and our city. And then we're praying for revival for, for, our, for Christians everywhere. There's a reason for that. Because I believe that's the best or the most important thing that we can do for our city. Paul says it, pray for respect your leaders. That's not always easy. But I think when we set a tone in the house or in the home with our kids where we overly criticize or are disrespectful to our leaders, whether that be police officers, whether that be mayors, whether that be uh, um, uh, uh, governors or the president, and I really do mean this. And I'm not saying I've gotten this perfect. I'm not saying I haven't made fun of certain things. But I think there is a general tone in our country where it, I mean, man, it's okay to be unkind. And it's okay to be disrespectful. And it's okay to be hateful. Guys, that is not the Jesus-centered way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just far. So prayer voting i think instilling within our kids i will never forget each one of our kids the year that they were able to vote the year that they were able to uh vote for an election of some sort uh, mostly the presidentials are the ones that i remember um i don't think there's ever been a vote in a in a national election or in an important state that i have not voted and i teach that we trained our kids hey you vote and i'm not saying they all do that i have no idea they're they're out of the house now but um, leading the way in in the conversation tone at home, okay, leading that way, prayerful, respectful, kind, but having the conversations. I think that leads us to maybe an, another question, which I think is what role should politics play in our home, yeah. right? So I, I think having the conversations, having prayer together for our leaders and for our country or for a certain election, asking for wisdom, not just saying, you know, in our prayers, because there's a way we can direct our prayers, say, Lord, we just pray for our candidate. We pray for him to win. Well, 
that's a little, you know, you can do that. But I think educating our kids on why it's so important that we're praying, why it's so important that we are voting, and why it's so important if you feel so led to be involved. Because many of our parents, some of you are, are, you know, you're you're involved in the PTA at school, or maybe the the school board, or maybe even the city council, or or whatever, uh, in the city, or some kind of you know public service. Man, I think those are good things, and and I think there is a role that politics plays. But again, I go back to biblical worldview that it's all based out of Jesus and a heart to serve, and a heart to uh, have the the bigger mission in mind as opposed to our Republican or Democrat agenda. It's it's the mission of Jesus, a biblical worldview, and and education with our kids and talking, having open conversations. I think you hit it on the head with, uh, you know, my dad, to, to give an example, my dad's very political, uh, he's a pastor, and, you know, my only, my only thoughts of him politically is him yelling at the TV about something, you know, something that CNN said or whatever. And for me, um, that was like, that pushed me more away from politics because it's like, I don't want my heart to be controlled by something that to me doesn't look like it matters that much. And I think what you said, explaining why you vote is this huge thing. Explaining that, man, we want these policies. We want these things, not just the person. It's not just person versus person. It's we want these things because we know that these policies could help in these different areas, wherever that is. Uh, but explaining those things and not just being like, well, we're voting, we, we just dislike them. We, we like him because of these policies or because of these things. And explaining that can really help your student understand politics and not just go, well, I don't like that guy because he's Democrat or I don't like him because he's Republican. And then the future of politics is just gonna be a hate, you know, <laughs> Who, who's gonna be hated the most. And I know? wish I'd have done a better job at that, honestly, with my kids. I, I don't think we, we, we had conversations around it, but it wasn't, you know, because I'm not really a political-driven guy. So, you know, I think that, that that it plays into our personalities a little bit. But I wish that I would have been more intentional about the education side of it. As to, hey, this is why dad votes the way or thinks the way that he thinks. I don't know that I did that well. And I wish I could go back and do that. So I think it's important for parents, especially in this season, because it's so, so emotional and so politically motivated. We're all on high, you know, even about masks and about, you know, COVID stuff and about city stuff and about national stuff and about airplanes. Everything and, I mean, is political. Everything, yeah. everything is political. So anyway, I think that's an important thing. All right. Last question we want to get to is, and as we had a few parents ask this, um, how do you handle a child who doesn't have the same values or beliefs that you do, maybe politically or just values in general as a person? Well, I think that, you know, it goes back to the fruit of the spirit and when I have um, any friends or family members, my own kids for that matter, that that disagree with maybe where I'm at, you know, I have to trust that uh, because my kids are out of the house now. So I think there's a little bit of difference if they're in the house. I think there's good conversations that can be uh, had over the dinner table, respectful ones kind ones. I think, listen, I think if parents don't understand that if you're going to get angry at your kids for the way they're thinking, because let me tell you, they spend more time at school than they do with you or more time at uh, with their friends or more time in college than they do with you. So they are going to be influenced and it could be 
away from where you think they should be, right? Politically, I'm speaking of. So when you attack them and when you come against them and say, that is not correct, that is not the way to vote, and I cannot believe I raised you this way, well, you have just pushed them even further because the rhetoric, because you have fallen into the trap of, of the world. And that's what we do in, on television. That's what even political candidates do. Scream at one another and call each other names. And it's just ridiculous. So I think that when you have a person or a kid in your or student or even an adult student or a, a child in your family that disagrees with you, love, respect, healthy conversations, agree to disagree. Your arguing or name calling is not going to change their mind. Listen, it's like Jesus. If, if I have a kid that's not serving the Lord, the last thing in the world I need to do is shove the Lord down their throat. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to be led by the Spirit to have those kind of conversations and pray for them. That's another thing that, that I think is really important. Not only um, love, respect, and, and healthy conversations, but prayer. And again, you know, you probably, uh, as a parent, I'm talking to the parents now, and I know we're getting long here, but you as a parent probably think differently, a little bit differently than you than your parents thought. And I, uh, my kids think a little bit differently than, than I think. It's okay. Those things evolve. But, but I think if we don't have any conversations that's healthy, that are, that are healthy, and it's always combative, and it's always, you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're not listening, man, I think it's, it, we're heading in the wrong direction. So pray for them, have healthy conversations, respect, listen. That's good. Yeah. I think all this was, was amazing. Um, thank you so much, John, for, for speaking into the parents of our students and future students. And, um, I hope we all took a lot away from that. I did for sure of, uh, you know, of what that looks like to, to be a Christian in politics. And, and I love that biblical worldview. You know, it's like, it all comes back to Jesus for us. It's that's the center of everything. It's not just a piece of the pie. Um, Jesus is the center. It touches every part of our life, and that includes politics. Uh, and it's the starting place for everything. And so, thank you, John, for for speaking to us. And uh, parents, uh, you guys can do this. You're not alone. God is with you, and so are we. We'll catch you next time.